Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the 1% More Podcast. I am your host, Joseph Lane, and today I have a special guest, my good friend and coworker, Jimmy Esquivel. Why are you calling me special, bro? <laughs> yeah, he's very, very, very special. Uh, if you don't know, this is Mike's brother. And, well, if you yeah. didn't know, now you know, because Joseph just mentioned it. Yeah. How you doing, Joseph Lane? What's up, Jimmy? How are you doing today? Uh, it's another Monday, so it's uh, super busy here at the Mr. Mortgage. You know how crazy Mondays get. Yeah, just so you guys know, um, for those that aren't in the office, the fact that Jimmy is taking the time to sit down with me right now at 4 p.m. on a Monday, that's unheard of. So we're going to make this quick. We're going to shoot for maybe a 15-minute episode, try to load it with as much value as possible. Yeah, you're getting and, me a hair, uh, heart attack here, Joseph. And get oh. back to work. Yeah, because, <laughs> hey, in a few minutes, Mike's going to go looking for Jimmy. And if he's not at his desk, it's going to be in trouble for both of us. So we got we got to get right into this one. Hmm. All right, thanks, Jamie, for coming on. Absolutely, brother. And let's just let's just get right into it. So, tell me a little bit about life growing up for you. Life growing up, you know what? It was, I believe, like all life had its ups and downs. Uh, wasn't really bad, dude. Um, growing up, we had a lot of things that other people did not have, from what I've seen, from other friends growing up. You know, kind of. Uh, bouncing around stories uh, about our childhoods. But no, we had it good, bro. I, I can't complain. You know, we went through some issues with well, family things as well. But most of it, I remember, try to remember the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know I remember uh, growing up, we had a lot of things that others did not like. What? All right. So we, I know we had the latest, greatest video games growing up. Um, had a brand new house. I remember my dad purchasing the home. Nobody had lived in there before. Um, so that was pretty, about 30 some odd years ago. Uh-huh. So, you know, I can't complain, can't complain. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not until we grew up, uh, probably in my teens, where it kind of, uh, you know, life made a little change, a little turn. Uh-huh. But before then, you know, it's all good stuff. Life was pretty good, yeah. And I think it's good that you mentioned that. I, I have a very similar background, of course, a little bit later than you, but, um, my parents are the same way. My you sister called me old, Joseph? Hey, you say 30 years ago. Me, it's more like 15 years ago. But my sister and I had a really good life as well. We had a new house in Rolling Hills Ranch also. We had, nice. you know, our parents always went out of their way to give us great things. So they made sacrifices so we would never have to go without. Um, and I think that's important because not not every story has to be, you know, negative and like a sad story. You know, we, we, can, we all have our own struggles. We all have our own obstacles that we have to overcome. Um, but yeah, I, I can relate to you because I also had a very good upbringing as well. Um, yeah, that doesn't mean I, I mean, struggles. we all have stories. We all have struggles. Our family's not, you know, they came up from pretty much a working class family. So if you like to focus on the negative, then obviously there's plenty of negative out there, right? We all have like down and sorry stories. But if you like to dwell on those, you're going to be stuck remembering something that probably happened not the way you quite remember it or just bring yourself down. So I try not to focus so much on that and then try to focus on the positive and the great experience that we had growing up. So that's what I remember. Yeah, that's that's good that you mentioned that. How important would you say mindset and perspective is through the good and the bad? Well, there's a saying, it's all about perspective, right? So it's all about how you see something. You could have two people seeing the same thing, the same, um, scene happening but they have two completely stories because some people will focus on the negative things some people will focus on seeing that negative but um, on the positive outcome 
So that that's pretty much myself, dude. I like to uh, kind of uh, think that way, think about positive, not so much reflect on the negative, because negative is just too much. It drains you, dude. Yeah. And that's how I told you. You're like, uh, you can't focus too much on the negative. You want to get the experience from it, learn from it, and move on. Yeah. You know? But you need to protect your energy. Um, and when you dwell on the past and the negative, it clouds your judgment for the future. You can't focus. Um, and I think, you know, I, we talk a lot, you and I, about our future and our goals, and I know I can always get your honest opinion. And I think a lot of the times, um, if you're negative, it's going to affect your, it's going to cloud your judgment moving forward, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And a lot of people that do know me, they know I like to be sincere and straightforward. Yeah. I don't sugarcoat it. So if you want, sure. if, you, if you want to ask me a question, you don't want to know the answer, don't ask me. Yeah. But I will tell you the truth. I will tell you what I feel, my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's important to have people like that because there's a lot of people, especially today's day and age, that are very soft. And society told them they have to pat you on the back and, you know, tell you how great you yeah. are. Yeah, give you a trophy for participating. Yeah, we all <laughs> love those participation trophies. That was me my whole life growing up with sports because I wasn't that great. But <laughs> anyways, if you want to grow and if you want to really become a better version of yourself... You need to surround yourself with people who can motivate you, who can, you know, be um, supportive of you, but don't bullshit you. You need mm -hmm. people that are going to be truthful because when I analyze my performance and I want someone who can tell me what I did wrong so I can improve, I know Jimmy, you know, is someone that's going to be honest with me. And we all need to surround ourselves with people that are honest, right? Yeah, and uh, whenever you come at me and with a question or you want my input, my info, I always give it out to you. I'll tell you the truth. I won't sugarcoat it. I'll, I'll let you know my opinion. Um, and I'll, I'll also give you like what to focus on, what your goals. And I think you're doing an awesome job, bro. I really you, bro. truly appreciate and tell you this every day and day in and day out. The work you put into your job, um, you can really tell that you have your goals set and yeah. you, your future is looking bright, man. So congrats, bro. I appreciate that a lot. It means a lot coming from you. Thank you so much. Um, going back to what you're saying, you know, so life was good growing up. What would you say your first obstacle, you know, or something that really made you, you know, kind of think like, hey, you know, it's well, not that easy. Well, after what I said, I know we had it pretty good, but there was times where, you know, my dad wasn't present. Um, so that um, kind of putting... Like, not really knowing what your parents did for a living. Um, and I really don't until this point because I don't really like to ask questions I don't want to know the answers to. But yeah. but um, all in all, it was pretty good. Uh, first obstacle, probably that. Once my dad was gone for, for a bit, you know, thinking he was away at work. But in reality, he wasn't. Um, over Overcoming that and kind of uh, knowing what happened um, kind of brings your mind to other perspectives and like really opens your mind to the world of what really is out there so that was one of my first obstacles and you know i was really little so i really didn't have like a, a job or anything like that because you know we're talking when i was like probably like nine or ten so oh, okay so it was back in the day though. yeah yeah so but growing up further i uh, started working bro like everybody right uh at a young age uh i was probably about 15 16 i don't know i don't remember um you know, working a nine to five job to put it that way, um, you know, just simple unloading trucks and working at a retail store and stuff like that. But um, 
living close to the border, uh, living close to uh, Mexico, um, you really get to see a lot, dude. And, mm -hmm. and once, once you're going to high school, you really relate to other people or you start going out to parties and start hanging out with different crowds and your world becomes bigger. So uh, another obstacle probably towards my teens is not only not having my father, but not having another brother, which uh, he actually went away as well. So it was kind of like a repetitive thing um, that I saw. And like I said, people want to focus on that. I really don't. Um, I really just put it in the past. It, it is pretty much there in the past. We all moved from, from it. Mm -hmm. We all dedicated our time and effort to uh, kind of build ourselves up, like my brother Mike. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I think it's just in the in the past, though. So I don't dwell yeah. on it. So I just move forward. Okay. And like, what kept you motivated growing up? Like, when you were getting toward the end of high school, did you have a plan for the future, or were you one of those people who were living in the moment? You're like, I'll figure it out. I'm probably living in the moment, dude. Because going to high school, uh, I didn't really have a plan towards college. That's not me. Um, at that time, when I was probably in my senior year, I was making decent money. I'm probably making. Probably about 150 G's uh, a year. So, you know, think at that age, you know, you're probably 16, 17, making that kind of money, uh, making more money than people you actually knew. Yeah. My goals were probably like a day-by-day -day basis, kind of take it by by day, yeah. not really looking towards my future. But yeah, you know. what I'm doing right now is working, so that's, that's where I'm at, and that's where mm -hmm. I'm going to stay. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what I did. Gotcha. Okay. And then as time went on, you know, and things started to change, when did you start realizing, hey, it's time for me to kind of change my path or start establishing goals? Or, hey, this, this current lifestyle is not really sustainable. So, like, what's next? That lifestyle is good for, like, when you're young, you want to party, you want to live it up. Okay, I lived, I traveled, I bought what I wanted. Uh, bought my luxury cars, bought them cash, um, had money. So, all those things are good short time. Uh, it's not until, um, I would say probably when my firstborn was born <laughs> my first child was born so it was probably not until then we realized like what's more important right yeah which is family uh time time is something you cannot get back mm -hmm. and i really come to appreciate that more as the years do go by gotcha so that realization you know your firstborn son and realizing the importance of family and time over money mm -hmm. so you realizing that how did that change your habits, your way of life, your goals? Well, right now, I have a mindset right now about ha reaching a certain goal, having that goal in my mind, and not really having any obstacles in between us. Or My end goal is pretty much trying to retire earlier so I could spend time with my family. Having that um, ability to not worry about working or where money is coming from. Yeah. Um, so I could spend a couple of days with my family or enjoy traveling, travel with them. So that's pretty much my goal right now is kind of setting up towards the future, yeah. towards retirement. Um, not to worry so much about where money is going to come from towards the future. So that's pretty much my goal right now. My mindset is saving up, investing um, towards my children's future and my own future when I'm a retirement age. Great, great. Yeah, so pretty much getting ready for the future and making it, putting in the work now so you can enjoy it later on. You know, I think a lot of people are kind of, that's their goal, right? Exactly. And anybody that works at this office knows uh, I'm working about 60 hours a week. So yep. 
my weekends I do spend it with my children, so that that's uh, a couple of days I had do yeah. have off, so <laughs> yeah. a little bit of time. But during the week, you know, I, I try to crunch and try to uh, manage all my work, um, so I'm not at home as much as I would like to spend the much time with my children. But at the weekends, I do enjoy spending time with them. So I know I'm working towards a future goal of stability. Uh huh. And like you said, in order to achieve that goal that you have maybe the next five to ten years, mm-hmm. you have to sacrifice now. Exactly. And for those of you who don't know Jimmy, um, he does work the most out of anyone in the office. People think I work late. I stay at the office late. He gets in around 8, 8.30 in the morning, leaves around mm-hmm. 10, 10.30 at night every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. I roll in at maybe 11 a.m. Yeah, maybe I stay late, but um, Jimmy's truly here working hard. And I think that's a really good example of... Um, so I'll get into this in a minute, kind of his previous job before mortgage, but a lot of people, they think it's crazy. It's like, well, you know, when you're an entrepreneur or when you're a business owner, you're willing to work more hours, but you're working for yourself, not for someone else. Yeah. So you get to, uh, you, you get to realize the gains, right? So the more work you put into it when you're self-employed, when it's something for you or, you know, your own company is the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. So pretty much what I'm doing right now is putting all my time and effort into a certain goal, kind of like what you said for the next five years or so. That's my uh, my my deadline that I have uh, is kind of the next five year, kind of establishing all my goals and have pretty much my 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 future set and within those couple years. So. Yeah. Well, for those of you um, that don't know. Let everyone know how long have you been doing mortgage for? How long have you been working with Mike? <laughs> Not long. <laughs> yeah, so I've only been with him for a year. Uh-huh. It's actually going to be just a year. Uh, before that, I did uh, hospitality, which is the hotel industry, for twelve years. Wow. So I did that for quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And is so, that very different than what you're doing now? The skill sets. It, it is and it isn't. There, there's um, some common grounds, which is like we we like to have our, in this case, our clients satisfied. And in my other job, you know, uh, it has a lot to do with reviews, uh, repeat guests, uh, clients. So uh, it's not just a sell, uh-huh. but it goes further than that. It experience. goes through experience. Yeah. Sorry, that's my phone. So it goes through experience, word of mouth, and recommendations. So that's what we work towards. And I think in this industry, especially in this company with Mike, it's a lot of that as well. Because we yeah. do rely on guest experience or in this client's experience and word of mouth you know, to, uh-huh. to repeat, uh, get repeat customers or other exactly. customers. Would you say the um, customer service experience you gained in the hospitality industry has helped you absolutely succeed. absolutely dude and that has a lot to do with it with communication yeah. communicating with clients uh letting clients know where we stand what do we need to do to achieve our goal of uh yeah. purchasing their home so that did help me a lot um in hospitality that has a lot to do with client relationships as well so i would say it did help me quite a bit and talking with people, so yeah, absolutely. And there's some crazy yeah. stories in the hospitality industry. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll say that. So, for so we can say that for only. later, because I don't, I don't think that's uh, including the one percent uh, <laughs> <laughs> better be extra percentage. Right? No, that's extra. 
extracurricular activities. Yeah, extra content for another day. Yeah. But um, no, I think that's really important. And I think one thing I want to touch on and emphasize for this entire episode is communication. Um, I actually talked about in my previous episode um, how I lost the deal because of communication or lack of communication, um, especially in our business. People skills are essential when you're dealing with, you know, buying and selling homes, you know, doing mortgages, you know, people are, you know, buying homes. The mortgages kind of what happens behind the scenes. People, they don't really care about the mortgage. They just care about the fact that they're buying a home. That's what we do on the back end to help finance their home and make their dreams come true. But there's, you know, realtors involved on both sides. There's a bank involved. There's escrow companies. There's underwriters. There's so many people involved working towards a common goal. And there's so many things that happen throughout this process. And if people aren't informed, if there's not solid communication, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of um, issues that can arise. And like I said, I lost a deal because of lack of communication. That was a big learning experience for me. Yeah, all these all these files, I've seen a lot of files through my one year experience, right? So on average, we do about 15 loans, at least with Mike, I, I do about 15 files a month through mm-hmm. him. So in a year, I've seen about 150 files. Yeah. In my experience, no two files are all the same. So yeah, communication is key. And that's something Mike always implements us and tries to uh, reiterate to us that communication is key for a smooth transaction. Um, there's always things occurring. There's always speed bumps that we have to uh, overcome. And I think by having a good communication, um, a lot of those can really, um, you know, over be overcome quite easily. So yeah. yeah, that's a good good thing that you brought up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I agree with you because something that stung the most for me is that agent who canceled this deal on me last week. Um, he told me straight up. The issue wasn't that big of an issue. He's like, Joseph, my clients have lost kind of confidence in you know trust in the process because of the lack of communication. And it's not because the deal couldn't have been done, but because of that you know communication, that's what caused us to have issues. So that's very important. Um, I think that's very underestimated these days are people skills and communication skills. Nowadays with social media, everyone's online. No one wants to talk to each other anymore. Everyone texts. They don't want to pick up the no. phone. It's a lost art of communication. It is, and especially like you mentioned right now, uh, a lot of people will just email you or text you. They don't even want to speak to you. Uh, So I think um, a lot of things can be kind of uh, taken the wrong way because it's how the person feels at that moment that that person is reading the text you just sent over, uh, the email you just sent over. So a lot of times you have to kind of... uh, make your statement come across a certain way where the other person can be reading it and not feel yeah you know like you're attacking them or you're not being a very good communicator or uh giving your point across quite clearly to them so uh yeah that does uh, happen quite often as well so it's a lot of communication and like you said people are very sensitive these days and things are up to interpretation so Just because you say something one way, it could be taken a completely different way. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very good point that you bring up. And I think the reason why it's so important is because we happen to be in the real estate and mortgage industry. We happen to be in you know the professional business industry. But um, you started off in the hospitality industry working at a hotel. And you started mm-hmm. from the bottom and worked your way up. You know, yep. Minimum wage, front desk probably. Mm-hmm. I worked at McDonald's. I worked at uh, Planet Fitness at the gym. 
And what do all these jobs have in common? Well, you're exchanging a product or a service, you're communicating with customers, whether that's someone buying a hamburger or someone buying a gym membership mm-hmm. or someone buying a hotel room. And I think the reason why this is so important is because there's a lot of people out there, um, whether you're young and just getting your first job in high school or if you're older, uh, you, you get these minimum wage jobs or you get these you know entry-level jobs and people are just punching the clock. But if they really take advantage of you know, the development and the fact that you're learning one of the most essential skills that can make you the most money you'll ever make in your life, which is learning how to communicate effectively. That's correct. It doesn't matter what position you have in your job. It's all about how well you do it and what effort you put into it that you're going to get out of it as well. So, um, sorry, my phone is kind of just blasting me here. See, I told you guys, Jimmy is busy. He's already missed like 10 phone calls since we started 20 minutes ago. Literally, and I don't want to see how many emails I miss as well. But uh, it's not like ignoring you guys if somebody hears me. Here's this podcast, and they were the pe- person calling me. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't, like I was saying, it doesn't matter what position you have in that particular job. It's all about how you do it and how well you do it and the energy you put behind it. It doesn't matter what position at any job, you're able to learn different skills. Um, throughout your entire career, you're learning it from the janitor, from the customer service rep, if you're whoever you are in, in between that industry, in between those job titles, you get to learn a different set of skills. And throughout, I know throughout my entire work history, you know, I, I work, you know, unloading cargo from a semi truck for a retail store. And I worked at Nike, I worked at um, washing dishes, I worked at a hotel from the bottom, you know, taking out trash, to doing, uh, being manager and uh, being um, uh, awarded manager of the year for that property management group, which they had about 15 hotels at the time, you know, and they're all bigger properties. And mine was uh, the first year I started as a general manager there, I got manager of the year. And when I left there, you know, they gave me an award about best manager as well. So uh, all this came from, you know, learning the basics, kind of taking it all in, being the best that you could be at whatever whatever position that you have. If it's if it's uh, mopping the floors, if it's taking out the trash, if it's greeting guests, whatever you do, do it at your full, full capacity. Do it with a smile on your face because a lot of people will remember that and come back at you because... Um, it could be people remember you for that um, attitude, a positive attitude. They, they, you know, it could benefit you towards the future because you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah, and I love everything you just said there. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from anyone listening right now. Um, I've heard it so many times. People say, oh, well, I'm making minimum wage. I'm going to give minimum effort. Oh, well, I don't. A lot of people, they, they trap themselves in this mindset where they, they're not a business owner. So they think like an employee, not an owner. And even mm-hmm. if you are... Um, an employee, like even when I worked at the gym or worked at the restaurant, I would always pretend I was the owner and I would always carry myself with that attitude. What could I do differently? If, if it was my place, what would I want to do? And just by thinking that way, your performance is going to skyrocket above your peers. You're going to be recognized and you need to be willing to de- have that delayed gratification and work hard. Like Jimmy, um, you know, I talked to him on a separate occasion and he, like he mentioned, he would wash dishes, he would take out the trash. And, you know, by the time he was leaving the hotel about a year and a half, probably two years ago to join his brother in mortgage, they were throwing money at him because they didn't want him to leave. They're basically begging you to stay, right? Pretty, pretty much. I was um, being awarded uh, 
$10,000 just for me to stay plus bonuses. So it wasn't uh, like they didn't want me there. It was just my time. I believe it was just my time to go. Yeah. Um, which is right now as well because we have people over here by the window telling me uh, they're looking for me. I have no idea. I can't word, uh, read backwards. So <laughs> Yeah, Mike, Mike um, the big boss, just came to the window of our conference room and I think he wants Jimmy. So let's we're going to wrap this up. We'll bring him on on another episode. That's going to have to be after 10 p.m. probably on a weekday or maybe a weekend because um, he's a very busy guy. So I'm, I'm very um, thankful I was able to get him on here. But uh, Jimmy, let's wrap it up. Uh, I know we talked about a lot of stuff, but give let's give our three your three tips of advice for someone watching this based on kind of what we talked about that they want to hold tightly if they want to be successful. Uh, three. So first and the for foremost, be positive, dude. Whatever you do, do it with a smile on your face. That's why I say, you know, the, the people always see me smiling. It doesn't matter what happens. Smile, give life a smile. Another thing, don't um, don't drench much on what did not go right for you. I mean, take it as a learning experience. Whatever didn't happen, like Joseph was telling us his story about the escrow. So he got a lesson out of it, right? So communication, yeah. if it's good, if it's bad, as long as you let people know the truth, you know, that's always going to help you out. So, um, and the other thing, I mean, just keep on moving forward. If you step forward, the, the, you step, if you give one step forward, that's just another step forward towards your better future, towards your, uh, your goals. Like I told Joseph, like, as long as you keep moving, that's another step towards your future. There you guys have it. So step number one, do everything with a smile on your face. Step number two, make everything a learning experience. Don't dread what didn't go right. Focus on how you can learn and improve. And finally, as long as you're always moving forward, you're one step closer to your goal. Uh, thank you, Jimmy, so much for being on. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, all you need to do to be successful is become 1% better every day. Go 1% more each and every day, and you're on the path to success. What do you think, Jimmy? Absolutely. I totally agree. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Have a good day.